Reverend Christopher Brown. He's a pastor in Newark with uh, the Brazilian church there. And um, because I was away on the, the retreat this week, um, Christopher was gracious enough to say that he would come and preach for us. So he is going to uh, bring you God's word. But first, David is going to read the scripture. The scripture this morning is from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the people praise you. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest, God. Our God blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, my name's Pastor Chris, um, Chris Brown. For those, uh, it's easy to remember. The youth get a kick out of that all the time. Um, <laughs> As Pastor Tony said, I'm a pastor at CCP um, in Newark. I moved here in June and I'm working with the English ministry, and it's just a beautiful thing um, to be at that church. And we'll be talking about Psalm 67 here, where it talks about all the nations praising the Lord. And we have a little bit of taste of that uh, where we are in Newark. Uh, it's a Brazilian church, but we also have services in English and Spanish. And so we have this great mix, and, and then all kinds of people are there together, and we all worship the Lord together. Um, and it's, it's just beautiful to be a part of a, seeing God's ministry, even here, reaching all the nations, the nations coming here and us going there. And just the word of the Lord is spreading among all peoples. And it's a privilege to be a part of that. And um, it's a privilege to be with you, brothers and sisters, today, this morning, looking at God's word and seeing and, and, and worshiping him together in expectation of what he is going to be doing, uh, praising him for what he is doing, and in the expectation of what he is going to continue to do in and through us. So um, let's pray, and, and we can look at God's word together. Father, I, I, I thank you that you are good, that you live and you reign, and that you are Lord of lords, and that you are the one true God, the King of kings, that reigns over the earth. And, and God, as the Psalms tell us, that the Lord reigns and that let the nations rejoice. Um, it's good news. It's beautiful news that you are reigning, that you are the one true God. Um, so, Jesus, we thank you that uh, that's a truth we can come here and celebrate together this morning. And I ask that you, your spirit would be working in our lives, that your spirit would be moving in us, um, enabling us to embrace these truths, to live by these truths um, to be transformed by these truths from your word. Um, so we ask this in your name. Amen. One of my absolute favorite things is to be among brothers and sisters from different nations and to listen to them sing to, to the Lord in their own language. Now, you don't even actually have to understand the words that they're saying to worship. It's beautiful, um, especially if you know a song and they've translated it into many languages. I, I remember um, when I was in the country of Moldova back in, back in high school, one of my first experiences with this, and, and them singing, How Great Thou Art, right, in Russian. Now, I don't understand anything in Russian, right? Um, but you could, I, can, I can even close my eyes now and go back and I can picture us around that campfire and the worship and, and people from the, from the country worshiping our living Lord 
in their language. Um, sometimes when I'm worshiping in Spanish, I, I, certain songs bring me back to the years I lived in Peru. And, and I hear the songs and I can close my eyes and I can see my brothers and sisters worshiping and praising the Lord. Um, praising our living God. And one of, my, one of the most beautiful things to me is to see people worshiping the Lord. It fills me with such joy. Um, and especially when we see it from people from all different languages and tribes and nations. And the fact that God is being worshipped among the nations. God is being worshipped in all the earth. Just today, you, you brothers and sisters prayed for one of your own who's moving back to Germany. Right? What, what a great example. Well, when he, when the, that family goes back to Germany, it, are they leaving the presence of God? No. Because our God is a God who reigns over all the earth. And no matter what country, what nation, what language where you move, God is there. And God is reigning over the earth, receiving the praise from his people. And that's exactly what Psalm 67 is. a short, beautiful psalm. But it's a psalm that's calling us, calling us to long for God's glory to be extended over all the earth. Calling for us to pray that God would be worshipped and exalted among all the nations of the earth. Um, So look at that psalm with me. If you see verse 1, verse 1 is a clear reference back to something in the Old Testament. It says, May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us. Um, Does anyone have a clue where that's a reference back to? In the Old Testament, there's the Aaronic blessing, right? In, in Numbers, God told Israel that Aaron and the priests were to bl- raise their hands. They were to bless the people of Israel saying this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Or lift up his face upon you. Make his face to shine upon you. And so Psalm 67 begins with a reference back to that blessing where Aaron is blessing the nation of Israel, saying, may, may God's face shine upon you. And the psalm begins that way, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Um, God has chosen us as his people. He has set his love upon us. And he has called us into fellowship with him. He has called us into relationship with him. has forgiven us of our sins. And that is the sense of, if you are a Christian, if you've come to know Jesus, you have received pardon for your sins. You have received God's grace. You have received God's favor. And the psalm is beginning that way, saying the blessing upon God's people, saying receive God's blessing, receive God's favor. Um, Live in his presence. Now I, I hope that each one of you here, I don't know you guys, but I hope each one of you has come to know that grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you have experienced the forgiveness of your sins. Um, and I know some, since I don't know you, I just want to encourage you. Um, there's times when we may doubt, right? But the scriptures tell us very clearly that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us to, uh, of all our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness, right? 1 John 1.9, great verse to memorize for those times that even, even if you're, you know Jesus, that we tend to doubt, right? We tend to doubt God's grace or we tend to think maybe I committed a sin that's too much, Right? Or maybe the sin I wrestle with is too disgusting or too abnormal. Right? As a pastor, sometimes people will say that. They'll, 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 they'll talk to you and basically 
have a lot of shame for their sins, right? And not want to confess because there's a lot of a lot of shame. Like this is weird. Who would struggle with this, right? Well, God's grace extends to all types of sinners, right? To all sins. So I want to encourage you with that, brothers and sisters, that no matter what you're struggling with, confess it to the Lord. Jesus died for us when? While we were still sinners, it says in Romans 5, right? Talk to a brother and sister, but God's grace is for you and for your specific sins, right? So this blessing that says, may God be gracious to us, it's not may God vaguely, generically be gracious to us if you're mostly good, right? It's may God be gracious to you where you are, right? May you receive God's grace and pardon and forgiveness and newness of life where you are, right? So that's my prayer for each of you, that you would receive that blessing, that you would receive God's grace, that you would receive his blessing and transformation from where you are, right? Come to Jesus with all that you're struggling with, with all that you wrestle with in your life. And, and then the prayer, and make his face to shine upon us. The idea is uh, a personal relationship with God. May you be walking in the presence of this relationship with the Lord, that may God be communicating with you daily, and may you be walking with him. So my prayer here is that each one of you would know that experience, that you would be receiving that blessing from the Lord, his grace, his presence, the communion of knowing the risen Lord Jesus. Now, when we receive that, right, now, again, that's an invitation. I hope each one of you are walking in that. But now when we receive that, we don't end there. We don't stop there, right? And this goes all the way back to the Old Testament, the plan of, from the very beginning, God's plan. When he calls a people to himself, yes, it is because he loves you and he set his affection upon you and he cares about you, but it doesn't stop there. God's calling us out as a chosen people is for a purpose. And that purpose is that the nations, the peoples, all peoples would know the glory of the true risen Lord. If you go back in Genesis, right, all the way back to when God chooses Abraham, Genesis Chapter 12, God chooses Abraham, and what, is, what does he say to him? That those who bless you I will bless, and those who curse you I will curse, and all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. And, and this comes right after Genesis 10, which is a genealogy of all the nations, explaining how all the nations of the earth have, have spread out from Noah, and then God calls Abraham and says, all the nations will be blessed through you. Right? Isaiah said that, um, I have made you a light to the Gentiles. So God chose his people, Israel, why? To bless all the nations. God's plan never was that they would just be a little bubble in and of themselves, hiding the light, keeping it to themselves. God chose them to be a transforming presence on the earth. Now, obviously they didn't do too well. They're exiled from the land because they don't fulfill what God had called them to do. It says the land vomited them out for their sin, um, which is sad. If you look in, in Genesis 15, right, um, God says, Abraham, 400 years from now you're going to receive the land because the sin of the Amorites has not reached its, its fullness, right? Saying that, that the people of this land is evil and wicked and I'm going to punish them. And then Israel comes in and they're supposed to be a new presence, but God says, hey... <laughs> The land eventually vomits you out because you didn't keep my law. You didn't walk in holiness. You weren't this light to the nations, making known my saving ways. And then Jesus Christ comes, right? The true Israelite, 
perfectly obeying the law of the Lord, dying for us, and then rising to heaven, fills, uh, sends his Holy Spirit, filling believers, so that now what? What are we called to do? Same thing. Let his glory be known among the nations. So as we receive God's blessing, we receive his forgiveness, we receive his grace, as his face is shining upon us, it is so that we would make known his ways on the earth, his saving power among the nations. God is jealous for his name, and God longs for all the nations of this earth to worship him. There's not a tribe, there's not a nation, there's not a people, there's not a language, there's not a city, there's not a town, there's not um, a pueblo, right? There's nowhere that God does not want his name glorified and lifted up and honored. Brothers and sisters, if you have come to know Jesus as your Savior, if you worship him as the reigning Lord, is the longing of your heart to see his glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea? Is that what we're longing for? We can, add, we can examine our hearts. I think it's very important that we examine our hearts. The psalm says, search me, O God, and try my hearts. See if there's any offensive way in me. Um, so I, I'd ask, what, what do you long about? What do you daydream about? Right? What makes you anxious? What, make, what, what makes you really get down on your knees and pray? Often, if we think about these things, they're, um, when do we really start praying? Hard. Maybe we lost a job. Maybe a friend is sick. Um, maybe we begin when a, a son or a daughter wanders from the Lord or gets into sin and we, we start wrestling. Do we get down on our knees and pray for the glory of the Lord to spread among the nations? We can be so preoccupied with what others think about us, with our jobs, with our money, with buying a home, with our future, with our careers, are we preoccupied with spreading the glory of the Lord? Is the longing of our hearts, is the thought of when we examine ourselves, how can I use my talents so that the glory of the Lord would spread throughout this world? Ask yourself those things. But God, God wants the longing of our hearts to be to see his glory come, to spread his glory among the nations. Um, and this is a beautiful psalm. If you look at verses 3 and 7, then it's just very, it's a positive prayer. And I'd, I'd encourage us, pray these things together. Let the peoples praise you, O Lord, right? In our worship, in our prayers. Let the peoples praise you, right? Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad. Let them sing for joy. Um, and one note there, look in verse 4. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity. Now, now today, often people, the thought of God reigning and judging, people kind of think, well, that's dumb. Why, would, why, would, why do we want to worship a God who judges us? Like, I kind of am autonomous. <laughs> I can decide whatever I want, and I don't really want a killjoy in heaven telling me what I can and can't do, right? That's more or less what I, the attitude we hear. But the, song, the Bible actually says <laughs> a very different perspective. The thought that God reigns, that God judges, is a cause for rejoicing, right? Just think of the injustices in the world today. Think of the abuses, right? Abuses of power, right? Um, there's a lot in the news now um, about, um, uh, about people in power who have abused women, right? Um, 
I'm, Central America is now very close to my heart too, having lived with people from Salvador and um, fr- having friends in there. They, they say there in Salvador, in Honduras, um, the gangs have so much control, right? There's injustice that reigns. Uh, people are often left with a choice. You either pay the, the gangs, flee, or close down your businesses, right? There's injustice that reigns. Um, in Honduras a couple years ago, there was uh, the Miss um, Honduras who was killed by her boyfriend. And the reason some, many people were shocked was not because she was killed, but because the police actually were bothering to do something about it. Right? So there's injustice that reigns in the world. And the Bible says, let the nations be glad because when God judges, he judges rightly. And when God judges rightly, he doesn't just judge as... <laughs> um, he doesn't just judge the other side, right? Based on my Facebook feed, it seems like if you're liberal, you only think conservatives do bad things, and if you're conservative, you only think liberals do bad things, right? Um, everyone's outraged if you're conservative when the liberal person abuses a woman, and if you're liberal, you're outraged when the conservative person does it. We should be actually outraged for both, right? Um, but God judges justly. God has a just judgment, and he judges justly. So it's a good news when we're talking about God reigning, this is, this is the best thing the world could have. If we want to see peace on earth, if we want to see justice reign, if we want to see true love, we are going to see that we want to see the kingdom of God come. Let the nations praise you. The, be, the best thing we can do for the nations, the best thing we can do for the peoples is to plant churches, <laughs> is to give gospel communities that are speaking gospel truths in the world that will transform them. The best thing we can do to transform a society is make a society one that praises the Lord, one that worships the Lord, one that honors the Lord. So again, is, is that the longing of our heart? Is that our prayer? Let the peoples praise you. Let the nations pe- praise you. Let the peoples praise you. Are we joined together as a church, longing and praying together? Let the peoples praise you, O oh Lord. And I want to encourage us. Get together. Pray hard. Pray for God's kingdom to come. Pray for the nations to be transformed. Pray for the peoples to be transformed. Pray that we would know the glory of the Lord. Now, some very, very practical comments I want to make here. We live in a beautiful spot. I love living in the metro New York area. Right? I, I moved here from the metro D.C., Washington, D.C. area. I often said, um, if I stay in the States, I, I think D.C. and New York are great places because you have people from literally from all over, right? Um, I was looking to go into missions work again, and I, you know, it's sometimes hard to decide. Do I want to go to Peru? Do I want to go to Mexico? I, I kind of narrowed it down to Spanish-speaking, uh, a Spanish-speaking country, and I stay here, and I don't have to choose, right? I meet people from literally everywhere, right? So the nations come here. The nations have come here. We have contacts with people from all over. And then these people have friends back home, right? So you guys living here in New York, in Hoboken, or around this area, wherever it may be, look, we have the nations here. We have the ability to see people of all different backgrounds come to know the Lord right here, right? Are we a church? Are we a church that's intentionally opening our arms, longing that people's coming from diverse backgrounds, diverse religious beliefs? Um, are we longing for them to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we serving them? You guys have a beautiful opportunity here as a church to reach the nations right here. 
Second very practical thing I think we can do if we're longing to reach the nations is look for ways to build friendships with people overseas. Look for ways that we can partner with people overseas. And, you know, one of the great things about being an American (laughs) is this, or living in America, if you're not a citizen yet. Um, One of the beautiful things is that if you save money here and then you travel overseas, that money often can go a lot farther Right now, Europe, um, no, not really. <laughs> but if a lot of countries where there's gospel needs, you know, our money goes much farther. Right? And so I'd encourage you guys, look to build relationships with beautiful brothers and sisters throughout the world, serving, that we can partner with, that we can develop relationships with, and we can watch the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So... Um, Partner with what God is doing around the world. It'll be a benefit to them. It'll be a benefit for us as we as we watch, as we see God moving. Um, let the nations praise you, O God. Um, so, brothers and sisters, um, I, I want to encourage you that um, I, I know my heart, my longing when I when I think of the nations, I think of my I think of my friends in Mexico um, doing great work with. Uh, university students in Mexico and the deep need they have for the gospel to come. I, I think of my friends in Salvador and, and, and um, driving around there, walking around in the country and seeing the problems of the country and thinking, Jesus, your kingdom has to come here, right? Your kingdom has to come. It has to transform this country. Thinking of um, my friends in, in Colombia who are some who now have uh, churches that are near the border with Venezuela and, the, and the, the refugee crisis that's being formed there. And what do we say? The kingdom of God has to come. The king, Jesus needs to do a great work. And not just in those in physical needs, but then even the spiritual needs of those who have everything the world could offer, but are lost and without hope because they do not have Jesus. Brothers and sisters, our longing is that now we have received God's grace. We have received God's blessing. His face is shining upon us. And now God has called us as a church together to now be his blessing, to bless the world with the most important message they could ever hear. Jesus Christ is alive. There's forgiveness for their sins. And our God reigns. Our longing, our prayer, is that the nations would come to know the glory of our great God. I want to ask us all to commit to that. Commit to praying to that. Commit as a church to longing and worshiping together and, and praying for the kingdom of God to come. So let's pray together. Father, G- Father, I thank you. I thank you that you so loved the world that you gave your one and only son. And Jesus, I thank you for becoming man, for taking on flesh. Um, and we thank you that your death uh, paid for our sins and that you have risen and that you are reigning. And Jesus, we thank you that you have been gracious to us, you have blessed us, and that your face is shining upon us. And now, Jesus, we ask that the nations would be glad, that they would know you, that they would worship you. Um, I ask uh, for, for my friends throughout the world, I ask that your spirit would be dwelling with them right now, even now as they're preaching throughout the world, that your kingdom would be advancing, that the nations would be rejoicing in your name. And Jesus, use us, that we would be a part of this great movement of your spirit. Um, So we ask this in your name. Amen.